Welcome to the How to Get a Job podcast. In this podcast, we help take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you the strategies and skills required to land your dream job. So if you're ready to master your career, land the job of your dreams, listen for more. All right, welcome back to this episode. And today I have a special guest. I have a good friend, Adam Broda. He is the founder of Broda Coaching. Uh, He's a fellow LinkedIn uh, content creator and a career coach. And I just enjoy having conversations with Adam. And so I asked him to come back to the podcast because Adam is just a wealth of knowledge. And just sometimes I have conversations with him him, and I just like, I wish we were just recording this. Um, And so Adam, man, welcome. How's it going? It's going great. Good to be here again. I think it's it's always a pleasure coming back to the the podcast and having good, open, honest, sometimes ridiculous conversation about how things work in the real world. So thanks for yeah. having me back. Yeah, yeah. So Adam, um, we're 2022 as we were kind of talking, um, you know, we started our conversation talking about how, the, how some some weird times right now with tech. Um, a lot of the technology companies are their stock has been down this quarter. And so you're seeing uh, just signs of a recession coming. You know, we're not there yet. We could we could potentially be there. We're not we, we officially don't know until two quarters of down. But how do you see it working in tech? How are you seeing this affect the job markets for job seekers currently graduating this semester or graduating soon? Oh, lots of questions to unpack there. I think there's some of this is not a surprise. Let's start, let's start by saying that, that, that you saw on the tech side of things, 2020 and 2021 were unprecedented years, right? Everything went virtual. Companies like Peloton and Zoom just exploded because they were necessary, right? Amazon, even as big and as, as complica- complicated as that company is, it was, it was necessary. It was essential. You weren't going to the store, you weren't driving, you weren't going to gym class, you weren't going to school. Um, What you're seeing right now is probably a combination of a natural course of, let's just use the word shrinkage, right? That those companies are trying to return back to a a pre-pandemic state and there's not as much volume, right? We're not, you don't need to be on Zoom as much or you don't need to be on, you know, subscription gym classes. You can go back to normal and, and that's, planned to some degree i think what's compounding the weirdness is is number one lingering covid effects right we're still not entirely sure what's going on there there's shortages and 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 things that have stuck around and will stick around for some time that are having an effect and then lastly uh we've just got a weird you know economic situation with inflation and also again shortages and things the job market is strange but all that is to say is I, I wouldn't rush into quitting my job right now. Let's put it that way. That, that I, I think recession is probably a strong word. I don't think we're anywhere near where we were in 2008, 2009. And I'm not an economic person. So don't you know, take that with a grain of salt. I read Morning Brew. So <laughs> I'm as qualified as maybe that, <laughs> that, that email newsletter is. All it is to say is, yeah, from my seat as a hiring manager in tech, what I'm seeing is not necessarily universal hiring freezes happening, but many companies are hitting the pause and reflect button, yeah. right? Now, now some of those are more public, right? Meta has already announced a pretty intensive freeze. And even to some degree, they're redacting roles that were offered, which is rare. You don't see that all that often. Um, 
I think what that indicates is just companies are bracing for more uncertainty. Yeah. And and to to my point is when you see those flags go up, it's probably a a good time to say, hey, you know, if I'm gonna make a job change or if I'm gonna career transition or if I'm gonna quit my job, I just want to make sure I have a a well defined plan of, of of action. It's not a good time to float. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you know, I want to unpack some of those things. Um, like I agree, I feel like a lot of the the companies that benefited so heavily from those from COVID, like Zoom or Peloton, have essentially kind of come back down a little bit. I think they're higher than they were before the pandemic, but they're definitely not as high as the, as the peaks. But I, I do want to remind listeners here that if an industry is affected, think of what industry is positively being affected. If somebody is negatively being affected, what is the positive? So you hear meta being affected means maybe more people are spending less time on their, on their, on their phone or on their computer, on their social media, and they're, they're, they're doing more activities. But then on the other side, you can think like, well, if people are leaving their house more and they're traveling more, who's positively affected by that? And you right. see really positive results from Airbnb, right? And then their, their stock is growing. Their, their, their booking has not only rebounded, but is even doing better than it was pre-COVID. And they even go and announce and say, hey, we encourage work from home. And we even say for nine, three months out of the year, our employees can go work anywhere in the world. Not only can they work remotely in the US, but now they like, hey, go work, go work in an Airbnb somewhere else in the world for 90 days, you know? Um, and I think that's uh, interesting to say like, yes, like even, even when like, I, I, I wanna make sure that like, yes, if there is a recession and companies do hire, do hire and freeze or take away your offer, like that can possibly happen and it will happen. But I just want you to think too, what are some companies that will be benefit from recessions, right? And and I think a lot about like what my, where I started my career in the CPG industry, like when, when people don't go to, out to eat anymore because they don't have the same disposable income, they go grocery shopping more. So then that affects the Coca-Cola, the Procter & Gamble's, you know, the Nestle's, the PepsiCo's of the world, right? Um, and so with all that being said, I think it's just important to be up to date with what's going on, right? And, and, and be strategic. And if you have a good job or if you have a job and like, as long as you don't hate it, hate it is really affecting mental health, stick there longer and maybe not quit until you have an offer in hands. But, um, but as a college student, I just want you guys to think like, there's always going to be hiring. There might not be as much hiring, but there's always going to be hiring. Right. The economy follows the laws of physics relatively closely, right? For every action, there's an equal and op opposite reaction. And, and I'd say to your point, Daniel, that that's what you're seeing, right? Someone's benefiting somewhere. Uh, and again, it's, I, I don't think we're we're approaching this you know, nationwide or worldwide shutdown. I, I just think where the hiring is happening is maybe shifting a little bit for right now. Yeah. That maybe tech, again, the, the the Googles and Metas and Fangs of the world are are not as strong as they were in 2021. And again, that's because 2021 was flipping crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of stuff was going on. But uh, yeah, there are other companies in other places that will that will be amping up rates in the same way that others might be slowing them down. So. All that is to say, again, is it doesn't mean it's a bad time to job change. It doesn't mean it's a bad time to be a student and try to find a job. What I think it means is just be calculated in your approach, right? It's maybe the market isn't as ample as it was 
you know, a year or two years ago in tech, but understand that a good, you know, a good research plan might tell you where it is ample, right? Where, where the, you know, it's ripe for the harvest. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so what do you think, you know, like if, if the, the big fang or man companies are, you know, the slow in hiring, what are some good options? Like what are some other types of companies that you would recommend looking into? Well, you kind of already started the conversation, right? That, you know, as maybe people get off of the internet or social media and try to kind of get back into the world and experiencing it and, and things of that nature, right? What are the industries benefiting? You already named a couple, right? Tra- travel, you know, the Airbnbs and Marriott's and airlines are seeing growth. huge, huge yeah. returns and growth. And and I would say that I, I think that trend is going to continue for a couple of years. And that's probably where I'd start is make a list of, you know, your passions and motivations and the skills you have and the kind of work you want to do. And then make another list of the companies that you think you know, the data might suggest are going to be benefiting or growing over the next couple of years and see where, you know, see what kind of cross-pollination makes sense. But, uh, you know, travel, transportation, um, I would even say that, uh, you know, to some degree, like d- data center companies are not slowing down, right? They're, they're tech related, but there's never been a bigger demand for data than there has right now. So there's a number of industries that I'd start with. It just depends on what you want to do. Yeah, you know, and 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 I some industries again, I think is really important as whether you're a job seeker that's coming out of college or you're looking to transfer to stay really up to date with just current events and and just the bigger picture because that also helps you understand like the industries or the markets that um that are are, are just bound to grow because you know high tide rises all ships and so even though um the economy can be affected as a whole. There are pockets of the economy that are not as affected and benefit. And so I want to kind of just think about things, you know, um, we, we all know fortune 500 companies and we, we aim for that. So like, if I think about like tier one, we think about like fan companies or banking, right. And like, you know, or consulting. So like tech banking, consulting tier, really high demand. Like a lot of people want to work for those companies, like the Goldman Sachs of the main companies like JP Morgan Chase. Um, and we think about that. Then you have like maybe Fortune 500 companies and, and maybe making it this, uh, simplified. But here's some interesting areas where I've kind of really seen a lot of success with our clients is one. All right, as a major thank you for listening to my podcast, I have just let our career coaches know to open up their calendar for limited time only, limited spaces only to our loyal podcast listeners. So if you are currently a STEM student looking for a job in the next 90 days or graduate in the next year, you want our help, schedule a call with our team for free for a free strategy session, limited time only, link in the show notes. See you there. Um, Unicorns. So like if you just type biggest unicorns in the United States or just biggest unicorns in the world, and if you don't know what unicorn is, it's a privately held company. So it's not a Fortune 500 because it's not publicly traded. Privately held company. company that does over that's valued at over a billion dollars and there's so many of them nowadays there's like so many of them and even some unicorns are bigger than fortune 500 companies like as soon as they go public they'll be fortune 500 companies and i think about uh within the unicorn space look at fintech companies like stripe like um like even paypal that's not necessarily a new company 
even co-founded by Elon Musk, right? That there's just a big demand for like a big growth in the in the in the fintech space and cash apps, um, Venmo, um, all that area. I think to your point, just transportation, anything autonomous driving. So like, um, I can't even think of it anymore. But uh, what's Tesla's competitor? Uh, Lucid. Lucid. Yeah, Lucid. Um, or even. Rivian. Yeah, all that technology, it, all, all, anything that related to that space. So I just want to, and, and then even below there, so if you're like, okay, so even, uh, even if unicorns are not it, another good list to attack is the Inc. 5000. And I don't know how familiar you are with the Inc. 5000, but the Inc. 5000 um, is the fastest, the, the fastest, com- fa- fastest 5000 companies, the fastest, well, the fastest 5,000 companies in the United States and is measured by growth, not by revenue. So Fortune 500 is measured by revenue, uh, by total sales. So Walmart, Exxon, Mobil being the top companies. And then the Inc. 5,000 is just fastest growing. So you have companies that are like quadrupling, 10Xing their business time after time. And the biggest thing slowing those companies down time and time again, is just the people. So they're growing as fast as they can scale their teams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, I think there's plenty of news and information sources that will pop up with a quick Google search that are going to help you answer that question, right? Like what are the growing industries and what companies are booming? And that's what I would recommend is, is you know, spend an hour or two or three or four hours building up that short list and having the data to back it up in terms of, you know, what is the two to three out year, you know, outlook look like for a company like Airbnb and you know as somebody that places I mean most of the clients I work with are 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 not students I work a lot with the mid-career professionals and help people transition but all that is to say is I mean in the last six months I've placed a handful of people you know into into firms that have significantly changed outlook inside of the first couple of months of them being there right even a couple people off the top of my head that you know, that, that got a, a pink slip within the first couple of weeks of them being there. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they made a bad call. It just means, you know, researching to understand what the outlook of a firm might be is a really important part of that job search process, right? Like before you spend all the time networking and establishing relationships and spending time in an interview process to get a job there, make sure you feel confident about where they're going. Um, that's not always easy to understand, but it's something worth trying. Yeah, no, I think absolutely. I think we have to think about the fact that when a company is hiring, they're making an investment, right? And mm-hmm. so are you as a job candidate. They, they, you're trading their time or your time for their money and they might be paying you, but you're returning that with sweat equity. So you're investing your time. So you have to look at that as an investment. You have to do your, your own due diligence. And it's not just the company interviewing you. You should be interviewing them and doing your proper research right just like the companies will do background checks on you just because the companies will do referral checks right you have to do your own background checks you have to do your own research um i really good like especially i, I even for level entry roles i just encourage you to, if, if you're going applying or interviewing for a uh, publicly traded company like read their annual report right not not the whole bible of a document but like the executive summary the first 10 to 15 pages where the ceo writes a letter to the uh, shareholders explaining here's what happened last year here's what's what we plan for next year here's what we look at five to ten years out 
Here's our SWOT analysis, right? Here's our financials, right? Learn how to read basic financials to understand the health of the business. Um, and I think that's going to give you really good insight uh, into the health of the company. Yeah. Again, there's, there's lots and lots of places where you can go get that type of information. Again, I think, you know, the, I don't want to say that like a, a quarterly finance report to the SEC is where I would tell everybody to start just because I know that some people will be intimidated by that. But there's there's tons of companies out there or websites out there that break that stuff down into, you know, a quick first look kind of a at a, at a glance health report. And that's what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Is what what's the outlook in the next couple of quarters? What's it? What's the outlook in the next couple of years? And yeah, it's, it's exactly right. Adam, so like as we wrap this up, like what advice do you have for for job seekers, both, you know, starting out and mid-career professionals as they, you know, they brace themselves for what the future can could can look like if we go into a depression? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would say recession slash depression, right, is just a, right, let's right. just say a significant downturn in yep. whatever the economy economy in let's say you know the world slash us is is it it's going to be not all that surprising advice i i would tell you that a lot of things happen when you hit recession era times and you know there's a huge huge number of candidates in the market right now and i think you know jobs will be harder to come by but most likely there will be less people looking for them so that's the first thing to keep in the back of your mind is that typically those two things kind of ebb and flow together um that being said, it, it's it's just going to mean, again, like for, for students and mid-career professionals, you need to be strategic about a move. Don't, again, like I would say, obviously protect your mental health, but I would really caution against quitting before you got an offer in hand somewhere else, right? For students um, that, you know, aren't going to have that offer, I, I would say have a targeted job search strategy where you know, you've got tier one companies. Like when we coach students, what we talk about is have a short list of your of your dream companies or, or tier, you know, we, what we call it is plan A companies. Um, have a plan B and a plan C also, yeah. right? That it, it doesn't necessarily mean that 100% of your time should be trying to get into the most exclusive companies. Um, a job is better than not a job, right? And especially in a recession or even a depression, having something on your resume says a heck of a lot about what you can do as opposed to having nothing. So, you know, have, have your, have your plan a, have your plan B, have your plan C again, plan C could just be, you know, the mom and pop shop down the street that has an engineering position open that you can do. Um, but that's what I mean is maybe just leveling expectations a little bit as a student to make sure that you get something. Um, Cause something is going to allow you to build experience, start your networking, you know, get paid, uh, and again, is better than nothing. So uh, number one is have a plan. Number two is double down on accomplishments and results, right? Because it's when markets get competitive and candidates get competitive and, and hiring gets competitive, it's, it's the people that create ROI that win. That is the short version, right? I don't really care at the end of the day where you went to school. Uh, you know, your GPA could be a four, it could be a three. If, if you have a tendency and can prove on a piece of paper or in an interview process that you can create return on investment, that is what will get you hired. That is what the companies are going to care about. And again, in hyper-competitive markets, 
we want to hire people that can create value, right? I'm happy that, you know, you can do your job like the average person can do your job. I want people that know how to get in and do things better than they were before they showed up. So, uh, you know, be strategic with moves. And then number two is, is, is communicate clearly how you can create ROI for a customer, whether that's an employee or a team member or a manager, but sell that stuff. It's really important. Um, and then I think maybe the last point is, is build strength on strength, right? Especially if you're considering a transition or, or you're a student coming into a, you know, a first job or an internship is you need to be really good at value propping what you're best at, right? You, you don't have to be good at everything and you don't need to be a jack of all trades to get a job, you know, at a tier one or a plan A company. You need to be good at one, maybe two or three things tops and, that's got to be the way you pitch is like, this is the thing I can do for you, right? This is the skill that I have that I'm better, you know, better at than other people. And then here are my results to prove that I'm not, I'm not lying. So think about how you proposition yourself with skills. Uh, again, you know, I think sometimes students get into the, the weird perception that they have to be really good at everything. You know, the 4.0 mindset of like, I can learn anything, do everything and, you know, solve every single problem. And I can just encourage students to like, Hey, like that's, it's not really how the real world works. Right. If I want an expert in CAD, I'm just going to go get one. Right. Uh, if I want an expert in some other thing, we'll figure out how to go get it. You, you need to have your niche. Yep. No, like that's awesome. And I think it's important to, to all, if you're more of a generalist and generally smaller businesses are a better fit in the beginning. And then if you're more they of a can. specialist, you know, you could look at into a more specialist roles. No, I think what you're saying, Adam makes so much sense. And um, I, I, I so much appreciate it. Adam, I know um, what's the best way for, you know, people listening to this podcast. I want to learn more about you, your coaching services, anything else. Probably signal flares. I have a pretty big window in my office and I pay close attention to people that shoot those things up. Um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I just kind of came out of nowhere. I, I would say the best way is is definitely through LinkedIn. I'm fairly responsive with with direct messages. And if, again, if we've never met right and you're a total stranger, I'd say just send me a, you know, a, a targeted network message and uh, I tried to try not to sell me something in, in the first couple sentences and I'll probably respond to you. Uh, but yeah, Broto coaching is the other method. Um, anybody in the world can, can hop on the internet and go to our site. It's, it's brotocoaching.com. Um, and then there are ways to get in, in connection with, with me or someone on our team, either through an email, you can submit an email directly to our, our inbox, or you can set up a call for free for 15 minutes and, uh, sometimes it might take a little while to, to, to get to me, but, uh, in terms of the number of months, cause the, 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 the line is long right now, but, um, that is an option you have. Yeah, no, no. When you first uh, said signal flares, I thought it was like a new website, kind of like a link tree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, I never heard of it. It sounds awesome. <laughs> should go trademark that right now. Um, single flares. That's a yeah. good one. Uh, love it. Adam, you're the man. Thank you so much for coming here. Uh, and for everybody else listening, catch you guys on the next episode. Well, if you're listening to this, you have made it to the end of the episode. In the time of distraction, the fact that you're listening to this means you truly care about your career. And to reward you for that, my team and I will be hosting free one-on-one -on -one strategy sessions for podcast listeners only. So if you want to get a strategy session to speak with me or someone on my team, look at the link in the show notes to schedule your free call. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode.